and bring on a good buddy. It's Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com at BMATAU on Twitter is where you can follow his work. Brian, the time is always greatly appreciated. How's this Thursday going for you? Not too bad. Been busy, of course. Got out there and talked to Butch Thompson and Trace Bright and got to see uh, Auburn and, and got to see some UCLA have batting practice and get out there, playing some part, get ready for the big regional starting tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, look, we've got a regional at home, first time since 2010. People try to go back and, and remember uh, what Auburn was able to do in that series. If people want to go to Creed Simpson's home run, a big one, uh, to force that extra game nearly 12 years ago. Uh, what all? What else do you remember from uh, that, that regional for Auburn back in 2010, Brian? Because it's been a little bit since they've been yeah, in this spot. That, that was another one where Auburn got you know behind early as far as uh, got a loser's bracket and had to beat Clemson on that day to force the final game and they did that of course unfortunately they came up short uh you know in, in the rematch and, and clemson was able to win that regional um and, and then you can go back to 1999 which is um the first time auburn got to host a regional at Plainsman park and they won that one and that's actually the last time that auburn has had a dog pile on the mound at Plainsman park so it's been you know 23 years uh since they've been able to win some sort of championship there on the field so um uh, I think this is big for that. You know, uh, they have a chance to, uh, you know, recreate that moment uh, 22 years later. And uh, you know, um, current hitting coach Gabe Gross was a member of that team, and I spoke to him a little bit about that today. And I'll have that story tomorrow. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of history in, in this uh, upcoming series, and of course, Florida State uh, coming to Auburn after Auburn's gone there so many times in a regional or super regional, and you know, unfortunately, had their season end uh, down there uh, so many times too. So. Um, I think it's going to be a fun competitive regional, maybe the most competitive regional out there. Um, you know, with the with four teams, are really three three really good, solid baseball programs, and then Southeast Louisiana is coming in. You know, as an underdog, but a team that's playing really good baseball right now. It's awesome to to read your work all year long, Brian, and you do such a good job of of making sure baseball gets the coverage that it deserves. And Butch Thompson makes it easy, being somebody that's so easy to talk to and and, and a great guy to to kind of root for and get behind. Talking atmosphere, though, I mean, what are we expecting? What do you think, Plainsman Park, it's a ballpark that you've seen many of baseball games in over the years. What are you expecting it to be like on uh, tomorrow night? Well, I think the atmosphere at Plainsman Park has gotten better this season. And I think that goes back to Butch Thompson and, uh, you know, his players and coaches sort of setting it uh, early in the season, uh, you know, trying to encourage the, the students to get more into it and uh, the crowd to be a little bit more into it. And But I also think that when you compare it to other places I've been, you know, in other regionals, that Auburn still needs to step it up for this. They really need to be more engaged, um, make it a tougher place for opponents. So. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them respond. I think Auburn um, folks are excited about this regional and, and want to see Auburn uh, play well and advance and you know hopefully go to uh, you know a super regional, whether that's at Oregon State or you know if they win and Oregon State loses, it'd be right here back at Auburn. Brian, let's get into some of the nitty-gritty of this, this regional, especially for the Auburn Tigers. It was announced that it's going to be Trace Bright on the mound tomorrow night for the Tigers to start things off. Probably Joseph Gonzalez on whatever the Saturday game is, whether Auburn wins tomorrow night or loses tomorrow night. He's probably going to go on Saturday. What are your thoughts on the pitching, on the starting pitching situation in general for the Tigers going in through this regional? Well, this is exactly how I do it. First of all, I think Trace Bright has gotten better as the season's gone on. You know, he's had that problem of getting out of the fourth or the fifth inning you know, the, the third time through the order or whatever it is. Uh, but he's improved in that area. 
He's also when he's out there really dealing early. Uh, he, he's got just got that mentality where he gets after it. So I think that's a great guy to come out there on Friday night and sort of set the tone for the entire regional for Auburn. Um, and then you want Joseph Gonzalez, who has been your best, most consistent starting pitcher all season. You want him to be in that decisive game too, because that's what it is. You're either playing uh, to go to the championship of the regional, right, the next day, or you're playing an elimination game. You've got to win. Uh, so that's who you want starting. So I think it's the perfect way to set up Auburn pitching staff and. You know, then after those two, they'll have Mason Barnett and, you know, a bullpen that's gotten better over the course of the season uh, available for whatever they need. So, you know, I don't think Auburn's in a position where they can lose the first game to Southeast Louisiana and necessarily fight back and win the regional, maybe. Uh, I think they're better built to, to win the first couple and then, you know, go into that game with Barnett and see what happens. Um, I think they're, you know, better suited in a three game series. Um, but I, I, I do think this Auburn team at home. With Trace Bright and with Joseph Gonzalez, stands a great chance to get to Sunday undefeated. And then when you look at the batting order, a lot has been made about uh, Sonny Deshera's struggles over the last month, especially in that uh, in that Kentucky series and the in yep. the, uh, the SEC tournament game against Kentucky. Taking you know that into a, uh, into consideration, you know a lot of pitchers are starting to work around Sonny Deshera. What would you do with the lineup? Would you keep it the same way that, that Butch Thompson's been forming it up, or would you put someone else around Sonny Deshera to kind of kind of encourage the other teams to you go ahead and you know kind of pitch to Deshera a little bit more? Well, I, I kind of liked it when they moved him up in the order to number two just to get him better um, pitches and such, you know. Maybe not get walked as much, but it hasn't really worked out. In the last 12 games, he's batting 154. You know, I don't know if that has anything to do with him moving up the order. I don't think so. Uh, I, I just think, you know, all, all hitters go through these little slumps during the season. But he's a guy that's got to get going, right? They, they've got to, and it's not just Sonny. It's the whole team has not been having good at-bats and good approaches really for the final couple of weeks of the season. And um, this is when they've got to get that back somehow. That's the most important thing because the pitching's gotten better as the season's gone on. The defense has been really good, solid throughout the season. But that hitting is just sort of tailed off now. They've got to find a way to pick it back up. And Sonny is a big part of that. I'd probably move him back to the three-hole just because that's where he seems to have had his most uh, production. Um, and, and, you know, if he gets walked eight times during the weekend, he gets walked eight times, you know. But uh, – uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a big part of it. <laughs> and then, then you look at uh, the the rest of the teams here in the Auburn Regional. You got UCLA, Florida State, and of course Southeast Louisiana, who the Tigers are going to play in their first game tomorrow. If Auburn does not win this regional, which team do you think is the best chance to win the regional? Probably UCLA. It seems like they're the more complete team coming in. You know, I think Florida State's got some really good players, but they've struggled a lot this season, had some ups and downs and, and some injuries. Uh, so I think UCLA uh, most likely. But, you know, you look at Southeast Louisiana, they've hit almost 70 home runs. They've got over 100 stolen bases. They've got over 100 hit by batters. You know, so uh, they get on base uh, and, and they really can get in the pitcher's head. So this is not going to be an easy matchup whatsoever for Auburn. And I think it's going to be important for Auburn uh, to score some runs against them. They've, they've got a lefty, one of those crafty lefties that if, if you fought Auburn baseball for a long time, you know those guys have given Auburn trouble in the past. So I think this is going to be a really tough matchup, and Auburn's going to have to play well to win. 
Brian, pivoting to basketball here for a minute, Alan Flanagan announcing his return to the Plains. He will be coming back for his senior year as an Auburn Tiger. Uh, what do you think this does for this team? Uh, what do you expect his role to look like, and how do you think this roster shapes up for the season? Well, I think him and Dan LaCarbo were expected to return. I think um, going through the process helps them know what they need to do uh, you know, the next time through and, and gives them a lot of good experience. Um, you know, I think the roster is completed, in my opinion. You know, I, I just don't foresee them going out and adding a 13th scholarship. I, I don't think they're going to do that unless it's a special, special player. You know, I think a, a coach like Bruce Pearl is much more comfortable having 10 or 11 guys on scholarship just because, you know, those ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th guys, you know, sometimes that can create some unhappiness on your roster and, um, you know, maybe, um, you know, negatively impact um, the the way that the team gets along at times. So uh, I, I don't think Auburn's in that position this year. Uh, I think they're in terrific shape to compete for a championship again. Uh, Janae uh, Boom was a great addition as a five there for Auburn. I think Alan Plant is going to come back and have a year comparable or better uh, than his sophomore season. Now that he's had more time to recover from his injury and he's, um, you know, had more time to develop. And I think the biggest thing he's going to work on during the offseason that three-point shot, which will be really important. You know, Auburn returns most of its guards all back, which is great. And they had a couple more with Westry and, and Donaldson coming in. So I think there's reason to be very excited about this team. I think it's deep. I think it's got talent at all levels. And I think, um, you know, it's got some pretty good experience people coming back. And uh, you would hope, and, and you've seen this uh, with Bruce Bowen Auburn, uh, over the course of his time here, the, those players that return for a second, third year, they get better. So I think Jalen Williams is going to have a big season. I think some of those guards that had pretty good seasons, like KD or uh, Wendell or uh, you know any of those guys are going to come back and be better uh, in the next year under Bruce Pearl. So I, I think this is a team to get excited about once again. Brian Matthews is joining us here from AuburnSports.com, a part of the Rivals Network. Make sure you check it all out. All right, let me get you one more football question as we shift gears one final time. B-Matt, and again, the time is always greatly appreciated. Here we are. It's June 2nd. Uh, what do we need to know right now about Auburn football? Like, what's the most important thing to let people know about the program as you look at uh, a kind of quiet time here for the Tigers? Actually, I think June is one of the busiest months for the football program. And that's why I asked the question for you to educate us. <laughs> it's mostly because of recruiting. Uh, right, the, the, Their camp season starts Friday. They have the first elite camp uh, with, with a bunch of players. and uh, Maybe not a bunch of big names necessarily, but they'll have players in the 24 and 25 classes that end up getting offers and end up being really good players. You may just not know about them uh, right now. And, of course, they're having official visitors this weekend, too. Auburn's going to bring in four guys. A quarterback, Brock Glenn, is really Auburn's only true quarterback uh, target in, in high school right now. So he's a really important uh, player coming in this class. Ian Jefford, we know how important, or Gefford, we know how important the um, offensive line is in recruiting. And uh, he's one that's been to Auburn a few times and is a, a big time target there at guard. Jamal Jarrett's a big nose guard defensive tackle. I think he's around 6'4, 6'5, 300 and something pounds, big old boy. And then Jay Nosbury is a linebacker. That's the um, younger brother of Austin Nosbury, who signed with Auburn in last year's class and reported uh, this week. And that's another thing that's happened recently is Auburn got 10 more of their signees in, uh, seven um, high school kids and three transfers all enrolled on Sunday, Monday, or all reported Sunday, Monday. And then that just leaves one more, Kendra Scott, the JUCO cornerback, who's supposed to be here in July. So 
Uh, there's actually been a lot going on with the football program. Of course, they're back, and they've, they started summer workouts, too. So they're really going to be busy in the month of June. And, Brian, before we let you go and get, get you out of here, we always have to ask about uh, Liverpool. I mean, the last time you were on our, our program, last time we talked to you, yeah. it was back at the beginning of the month of May, and I asked if you were going to be able to survive the next couple of weeks because you had the FA Cup, you had the end of the Premier League season, and you had the Champions League final. It yeah. sounds like you survived personally, but what <laughs> happened? Well, you know, it's one of those things, and you had this great season. It was a great season for Liverpool, but you get into May, and you just have – two or three games there that make the difference in how the whole season is looked upon, you know, when, when you're looking back and they're able to win the FA Cup, but uh, they came a point short in the league and uh, lost that uh, Champions League final, unfortunately, 1-0. It just killed me. Um, but overall, it was a great season. You know, I think this is going to be a transition year. It looks like uh, Sadio Mane is on his way out and they'll probably have some more incoming during the offseason. So, um you know, I'm, I'm always excited. I think it'll be another great year next year. They're going to have some great players that compete with Man City and whoever for the league title. We'll see how they do with the other cup races. I told Brooks not to bring it up. I've been not speaking about it this week for a reason, Brian. And here we are. Yeah. He did just that. Oh, man. The time is always appreciated. Follow him on Twitter at BMATAU. Do this for me, Brian. Give me a give me a promo for uh, the rundown presented by Voodoo Wing Company. I'm looking through the, the podcast feed and always enjoy listening to you guys banter back and forth. Episode 543. I mean, it's just crazy how many of these things you guys have done, Brian. It really is. It's kind of amazing, but... We try to inform and entertain, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to <laughs> you do that. 40 minutes of people talking uh, football or basketball or recruiting. That gets kind of boring. So we try to do a little both and uh, have some fun with it, too. So uh, love to have you check us out there on uh, you know Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts there at uh, uh, The Rundown, of course, sponsored by Voodoo. And, uh, of course, you can follow me at operasports.com and on my Twitter feed at bmatau. We'll do just that. Look, if you've done something 543 times, clearly you're doing something right. So uh, always appreciate the time, Brian. Looking forward to catching up again soon, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.